Hawks. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I'm your host, Stella Taylor. Today's interview is with Mr. Bridenstine, or Mr. B. He's a math teacher here at Highview. This is one of my favorite interviews. I really enjoyed this, and I hope that you guys like this episode. I wonder in the future, so are you, you're going to do Hawk Talk again next year? And then, yeah, I'm planning on that. And then you'll have to, are you going to recruit a replacement for you? Somebody with, somebody with energy and drive and good people skills to replace yeah. you? I'm, yeah, I'm considering it. I, I'm not exactly sure. And like, of course, I would still have like all the login details and I'd stay in contact with them. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I, I haven't thought about that much. Yeah. It's kind of like James Bond. Like there's always an actor that's playing James Bond and they mm-hmm. just pass it on to the next James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the James nice. Bond of podcasts. <laughs> yes. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Yeah, otherwise? kind of. Yeah. Nice, Do you? Nice. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but the one podcast that I am listening to is this podcast called The Happiness Lab. And it's a, it's a professor at Yale University, I believe, might be Harvard. Hopefully I didn't get it wrong. Because a smart was, school. Yeah, one of those schools, professor, and she uh, teaches, she's like a psychology professor, I guess, but oh, yeah. she made her own course that's just about how to be happy, like the science and the psychology of happiness, mm-hmm. like what makes people happy. And I guess the idea is that you know, the things that people think make them happy are not necessarily the things that actually make people happy. So yeah. Yeah. People think if I had to work less, then I would be happier. If I had more money, I would be happier. Or, mm-hmm. But it's it's not it's not really that type of thing. It's yeah. It's different than what you'd think. So. Yeah, it is. A lot of people are yeah. like, I just want all the money in the world and my problems mm-hmm. will be solved. But yeah, and there's kind of the science of like why that's not correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get started. All right. What is your name? What subject do you teach? How did you get to Highview? And where did you go to middle school? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So my name's uh, Sean Bridenstine and I teach math at Highview Middle School. And um, where did I go to middle school? I went to several different middle schools. It was kind of weird. So uh, in sixth grade, um, there was this new school. Oh, we got news of this school, new school opening called math and science academy in woodbury and i think my mom was just like oh my gosh it's got math in it and it's got science in it and it's got the word academy in it so it must be like really good and so i went there and um for the first half of seventh grade and it was it was a pretty good school they had really good teachers but like overall it was it was literally the, the first year that this school was in existence yeah. and it was a charter school. So they were kind of just doing their own thing. Mm. Um, so it was a little bit uh, unorganized um, yeah. and a little bit different than a regular school. Like we didn't have a lunchroom 
we didn't have uh, we didn't really have uh, a building for the first half of the year. Our what? school was, you know, our first our school wasn't finished yet by the time school started, and so we the school rented a warehouse for us to be. We had to go to school in a warehouse for like a couple months before is- our school was finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? and so it was just my mom was not very happy about it. So then she pulled me out and sent me to Lake Junior High in Woodbury. And mm-hmm. then I went there the second half of seventh grade and eighth grade. And then in ninth grade, I had to go to Woodbury Junior High, which was the other, which was the other middle school in Woodbury. Uh, Cause ninth grade was technically still middle school back then. And sixth mm-hmm. grade was elementary school. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. I went to like two and a half different, middle schools yeah and then how did i get started at highview so i was teaching um high school for like half a year it was kind of a weird situation i had like a sort of an emergency position at uh teaching in hudson high school and Hmm. then i wanted to get out of wisconsin because obviously minnesota is way better than and i wanted to go to minnesota where the people are way cooler and the schools are way cooler and I interviewed at Highview, and I met Dr. Eller, and oh, yeah. she hired me. Dr. Eller was in my interview, and also uh, Mr. Saul was in my interview. I didn't know them at the time, but I think Mr. Saul and Mr. Frost were in my interview, and they asked me some questions. But I, the only question that I remember that Mr. Saul asked me was I was wearing a purple shirt, and he asked me if I liked the Vikings. And I said, not really. I don't really watch football, but then he started talking about football. And uh, yeah, I think maybe the only question he asked me was about sports. (laughs) That was kind of his highest priority. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that should be no surprise to anybody that knows Mr. Saul. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So what was middle school like for you? Middle school, it was a weird time. Mm-hmm. Middle school, I guess that was like, you know, very early 2000s for me, middle school. So it was weird. I was a very, um, and still am, a sort of mercurial sort of person. So I'm like into different things at different times. So, um, I was really into military stuff, but I was also really into theater and mm-hmm. choir and uh, math and reading. And so I was like in all kinds of different stuff. And I was kind of just like experimenting with like, what kind of person was I going to be? I yeah. don't know. And um, I remember I did a really, really big production in Woodbury. At least it was big for me at the time of Hansel and Gretel. And I played Ooh. Hansel. Oh, the lead role. I was very impressed with myself. Yeah, it was very cool. That was the summer after sixth grade, and then I went to middle school. And over the summer, I apparently decided that I was going to be like a punk. So I had like uh, I had my uh, metal earring stud in my ear. I had my spiky necklace. And I had my, I don't know, tight 
tight black shirts and, you know, jeans and stuff. And I remember I came to middle school. I came back to the regular middle school Mm -hmm. from the math and science Academy. And this is where all the people that I was in Hansel and Gretel with were there. Mm -hmm. And they were mostly older than me. I was pretty young. Yeah. And, um, the, the girl who played, uh, Gretel, she goes, she goes, Sean, you turned into a punk. And I was like, Oh, I guess I did. But I, I was still the same. I just dressed different. I don't know. It was, yeah. I don't know what I was doing, oh, but can't. the punk phase didn't last long. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, most people, I can't imagine you as like a punk <laughs> at all. Well, my mom, um, she made me take my, um, she made me take my earring out and get rid of it because she said it came with an attitude. So <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. It's possible she was just like imagining it. There but should maybe be a it did. I don't know. Yeah, it may come with an attitude. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it wasn't the only thing she said that for. Sometimes I would be like, I would have some gum to chew. And sometimes she would make me spit out my gum because she said it came with an attitude. <laughs> So you might've just been making that up, but maybe, yeah. maybe when I was chewing gum, I got an attitude. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. The gum chemicals come with yeah. an attitude. Yeah. Yeah. The gum chemicals. <laughs> well, yeah. Very scientific name. Gum. Chemicals. What about you? Have you gone through a punk phase? Um, Are you still going to do your punk phase later? I don't know. I think I'm saving it. Yeah. Save I think I'm, yeah, I'm saving my punk phase for high school. Okay. Maybe okay. eighth grade, maybe. <laughs> maybe eighth grade, yeah. Who knows? Do the punk face. You could do the hair dyes. You could do yeah. spiky necklace. All kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. I could get my hair permed so it sticks out in all directions. Yes. That would dye be it cool. bright green. You could okay. pull that off, I think. Yeah, I, think I could. I think you could. Yeah. <laughs> you start listening to, like, heavy metal music. No, no. Not so much? Not I don't heavy know. Metal. No, just like, I don't know. Metal. Is that a thing? Some metal? Just I don't metal. know. I don't know what any of the genres mean anymore. Who cares? I, I don't know if anybody knows. Rap, hip-hop, metal, rock, heavy metal. Do we even I know what those mean? I no. Know. I know because. that rap is like talking, singing, and it's fast. And I know that heavy metal is like. That's, oh, yeah. that's all I know. So. Yeah, I don't know. And there's a lot of crossover too. A lot of people are doing everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, rap, heavy metal, rap, something else. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Oh. What's a funny or possibly embarrassing story from your time in middle school? Embarrassing story from my time in middle school. Let's see here. Embarrassing. I feel like we tend to just block out embarrassing things. So I'm sure there's plenty of embarrassing things (laughs) that I didn't said and was, but I don't, what did I do that was embarrassing? Um, well, there was the punk phase. I mean, overall, that was kind of embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, what else was really embarrassing? 
Oh, kind of embarrassing is when I went to the math and science academy. Um, so kind of like we do here at the end of elementary school, um, our elementary school teachers sort of told the, we took tests and they also told the middle school, like what math class we should start taking mm -hmm. in middle school. Um, and they told me that I should be like a year ahead in mm. math. So I was doing pretty decent, which is kind of surprising because I didn't learn how to do uh, long division until I was a sophomore in, uh, in college. What? So we can come back to that later. Oh. But anyways, um, they told me I should be in an advanced math class. Um, but then I ended up going to this charter school and they were kind of doing their own thing, like just totally different stuff. And I went there for half of a year. And then when I came back to the regular school, um, they told me that I had fallen behind because that we weren't doing the same stuff and mm -hmm. I needed to go to the regular math, cl math class, oh, no. which was fine other than all my friends were like, oh man, like the other school like made you not as smart. And <laughs> Like as a middle schooler, I was as a sixth grader, I was like, oh no, I was super embarrassed. Yeah. But it didn't really mean anything. It was Yeah. This meant that school was unprepared. <laughs> yeah. And it's worse if you try to do a class that you're not prepared for because now you don't know the stuff you need to know to be successful. And it's gonna be really, really hard and you're gonna be missing things and it's gonna be it's gonna mm -hmm. be anxiety and we don't we didn't want to have me doing that, so. Yeah. I was embarrassed, but I probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. Math level is not something that should rank popularity. <laughs> no, it's really not. It's just where, it's just what type of material are you learning right now? Okay, we're learning this. And that's just, that's what we're learning. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, embarrassing. I usually saved my doing stupid things for at home <laughs> which is good because then there are less people to be embarrassed in front of yeah but uh one time i was supposed to do the dishes and i'm certain this was in middle school mm -hmm. and uh we just got a dishwasher Ooh. And i knew how to work the dishwasher i wasn't um i wasn't ignorant of how to use the dishwasher but i just kind of my brain just kind of went when I was, I was just on autopilot. Brain farted. Was, yeah, I just brain farted. And I put, I put the dishes in the dishwasher and then I grabbed the soap and squirted it into the soap thing in the dishwasher, closed it up and turned it on. However, the soap that I used was the regular dish soap, <gasps> oh, like no. all the bubbles and stuff. Oh. And I turned it on. And when I came back in, actually, when I came back in, it was because my, my parents were yelling at me saying like, what did you do to the dishwasher? Um, because the whole kitchen was full of bubbles. Oh my God. It was like leaking out of the sides of the dishwasher. So that was pretty, that was pretty embarrassing and difficult to clean up. Yeah. Oh, that's but I think it actually helped because everything was cleaner after that. So yeah. Yeah. At least it wasn't like mud. You didn't yeah, it was, mud. it was clean, clean bubbles everywhere. Nice yeah, they're like, okay, you got in trouble. Your punishment is you have to clean the whole kitchen with your clean <laughs> mess that you made out of clean complex. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They should be happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was popular um, when you were in middle school? Middle school. 
what was popular when I was in middle school? There was a, oh, here's Kalia. Hi. Kalia. Hi, Winston. Hey, puppies. Your dogs are adorable. Winston, <laughs> when he greets people, he has to grab something in his mouth <laughs> and, like, have it to show you. So that's what he was doing right now. Nice to oh, meet you. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good puppy. Kalia is too. Um, wait a second. What was the question again? Uh, what was popular when you were in middle school? Ooh, what was popular when I was in middle school? Um, being a punk was kind of popular in middle school. So, mm -hmm. of course, I dabbled in that. Um, yes. <clears throat> surprisingly, theater was not popular Why? when I was in middle school. Yeah, that was a shift that sort of happened later. Like, after I got up high school, then the high school musical came out, the show. Or oh, movie, yeah. I don't know. And then all of a sudden being a theater kid was like super cool. But when yeah, I was in like school, it wasn't really cool. It was just kind of like mostly just the choir kids did theater. Um, mm -hmm. What was cool though? Um, some of the really cool kids like listened to bands like Korn or Linkin Park, like kind mm -hmm. of more metal, metal-y bands. Those are really yeah. cool. Um, otherwise, um, in sync was super cool and Britney Spears, Britney Spears. Yeah. Backstreet Boys. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Christina Aguilera. Those are kind mm -hmm. of, those are kind of the big ones. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what shows were popular though. I don't know if I watched TV. Was it, was it in between the age of like when my parents are saying like, or when everybody's my age's parents are saying like when we were kids we couldn't we couldn't record shows we couldn't pick which episode we wanted to watch it was only what was on tv you that know is, that is completely true yeah there was wow. just whatever was on tv before that was before dvr you were watching yeah mm -hmm. so i think like i like shows like the simpsons or like mm. other cartoons where it didn't really matter if you were watching it in the right order or yep. anything. And it didn't yeah. matter if you skipped an episode um, because, you know, I didn't have it on a schedule or anything. So mm -hmm. I wasn't going to watch a show that I had to watch every, every day. Otherwise I would have missed yeah. it. Yeah. I read somewhere that like in the eighties, nineties, two thousands, they didn't really make shows that had an overarching story because they assume that people can't get each episode in every order. That's a good point. Yeah. I feel like probably nowadays with like Netflix and mm -hmm. Disney plus and stuff, people can, people can do that. Yeah. And so most shows are, yeah, they have an overarching mm -hmm. storyline. Yeah. I sometimes like a mix of both. Like there are some shows that have like an overarching storyline and then like each of the episode has its own little story. Yes. Like a little arc. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How did you stay connected with your friends without texting and social media and like constant contact? Ooh, yes. Yeah. Texting that only came around like when I was in high school mm -hmm. and I had like a really, really bad phone <laughs> that text, but it was like 10 cents a text. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 10 cents. It was 10 sec, 10 cents 
per text message, which was crazy when people were sending, you know, a lot of text messages. But we didn't yeah. send as many text messages because we knew everyone was costing us money. Uh -huh, you put um, more into it instead of just like one word. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what, how do we stay in touch? Usually I would just, um, I would meet up with my friends like on the bus, like I had a good friend on the bus and we would hang out on the bus and coordinate. Um, or we actually had each other's home phone numbers, mm, which yeah. like I probably had it written down somewhere, um, like in my planner, um, mm -hmm. of a couple different people's like home phone numbers. But if they lived around me, I would just like bike over to their house and just like bang on their door and be in, be like, is so-and-so there? Can they come out and play? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's pretty much how we had to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was no other way really. Face-to-face -face contact. Face-to-face. -face, that's it. Yeah. Scary. You had to go, you had to talk to their parents. It was, it was weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. What got you into teaching and what got you teaching into the subject that you teach? Ooh, good question. So I was, so after high school, I was, so during high school, I was not a tremendous math student. I don't know if I was even a tremendous, tremendously hardworking student in general in high school. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did like school, uh, but I got distracted pretty easily. And, um, and I was always interested in making my friends laugh. But yeah. anyways, after high school, I went into the military uh, and I was in the Navy for five years. But when I was in the Navy, um, I was really, really good at um, tests. And um, I got really high scores on a lot of like the written tests mm -hmm. for my job. So you know, no matter what you're doing in the Navy or military or anything, you still have to take written tests, even if you're like an infantry soldier, or even if you're a, you know, aircraft mechanic, or mm -hmm. I was a rescue swimmer and an air crewman, and we still had to take tests. And I always did really, really good on the tests. And so I started, my chief put me in charge of training other people mm -hmm. and testing other people, especially like newer people on stuff they needed to know so training people on safety and safety around the helicopter yeah and what what types of things should you do in an emergency in a helicopter and what's the information you need to know and stuff like that so i kind of uh in the military anyways and this is probably still true you just had like a huge book and you just needed to know the stuff in there yeah you just needed to memorize it and so, you know, what are the procedures for when this mechanical failure happens on a helicopter? What should you do? What are the emergency steps? Yeah. And for me personally, my memorization skills are just, just nothing. Just no memory whatsoever. I will forget something as soon as it passes through my brain, it's gone. <laughs> yeah unless I like know what the reasons are. So for instance, like in the helicopter, when you would, we would be hoisting somebody up, right? And it's like this big, long mechanical cable and you can raise it and lower it. It can lift like a thousand pounds. Oh, wow. Um, 
But occasionally emergencies would happen with it. Like sometimes it would just, somebody would be on the end of it and you're trying to raise them up to the helicopter and it just starts falling. And the whole thing just starts spooling. What do you do? It's an emergency. You have to have these steps in your head memorized for the steps you need to do to fix it. Or what do you do if things get stuck and whatnot? I didn't really, I wasn't good at memorizing things like the steps, but what I was good at is like looking at the mechanics of it and understanding why is this emergency happening? Because if you understand why something is, then it's very easy to figure out how to fix it. So if you kind of understand the, 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 the why, it's very mm -hmm. easy to adapt. So yeah. that's how I tried to change things when I was in the Navy is change, change it so people understood why they were doing things, not just robots. Mm -hmm. I do this and then I do this. <laughs> yeah. And then they, if anything went wrong, they were like, uh-oh, I don't know what to do because they, they only knew the steps. They didn't know what they were doing, which um, later when I got into college, that's kind of what math is. Like <clears throat> some teachers would try to teach you steps, like do this and then do this and then do this and then do this. And I would be like, ah, I don't understand why, <laughs> what are we doing? I don't get it. I'm going to forget this. And I would. But as soon as I started to realize, oh, there are – everything is connected and there's a reason for everything. And if you can understand the reason and, and the background of it, then you could do anything you want. You can get creative and you can solve problems that you've never seen before. As long as you understand what you're doing, you don't have to actually memorize anything. So mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. kind of why I like that. Yeah. Back what about to you? You're kind of a math person. Kind of. I don't know. I feel like there are some things so. there are some things that I get. Like I like what we're doing now, like the quadratic formula, but mm -hmm. there are some things that I'm like, this is not clicking. What am I doing? I have no idea how to do this. <laughs> it happens. It happens to even the best of mathematicians. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so back to um your time in the Navy. Mm -hmm. So you have a couple really great stories about um, the, like, a new guy coming on the ship. Would you be willing to share that story? Oh, yeah. I'll share my new guy story. Yes. I'll share my new guy story because it's a little bit shorter. But mm -hmm. um, so I was a search and rescue swimmer on helicopters. And so my job, one of the parts of my job was to, be in a helicopter or get in a helicopter and then fly to where somebody needed to be rescued and then jump out and rescue them. Mm -hmm. um, and I had, normally it was in the water most of the time. So I would wear a wetsuit and a radio and flares in case something went wrong mm -hmm. and, uh, and a mask and a snorkel and fins and all kinds of gear. Yeah. Um, and a helmet so that I, you know, for in the helicopter and hearing protection, all kinds of stuff. And um, most of the time when people need rescuing in the Navy, it's because something went wrong with their aircraft and they either had to jump out or they had to eject or something out of this aircraft. And, um, and then I would need to go rescue them. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I was on this aircraft carrier um, and it was 
parked. Parked meaning it was moored. It was right next to the shore. There was a dock connecting it. It wasn't like it was in the middle of the ocean or anything. It was right up there next to the shore doing nothing. So the aircraft carrier had no aircraft whatsoever <laughs> on board. Um, there was no way for anybody to take off in any helicopter because we didn't have any helicopters. There's yeah. also no way for anybody to really uh, need rescuing because we were right next to the land. So um, there was really no reason anybody would need rescuing. But anyways, I was a very, very new person. And so I was very jumpy and nervous and I did whatever anybody told me to do. Yeah. And uh, one of my first nights there, um, a bunch of the guys woke me up and told me that there was what's called an alert 30 SAR launch. So meaning that somebody was in the water and they needed rescuing very quickly, search and rescue. And so I was, and they were like, you're the alert 30 swimmer, meaning I needed to be the one to go get my gear and get in the helicopter and fly away and go rescue this person. So I was like, all right, go time. Oh my gosh. I was so nervous. I was <laughs> like, I can't believe this has already happened. I need to rescue somebody already. So I, I, I ran up. It's kind of hard to get across, around in an aircraft carrier. So yeah. I, it took me several minutes to run to where I needed to get to. I needed to gather up my gear. I needed to go check out uh, this book for the helicopter to make sure everything was okay with the helicopter. I needed to find all this other gear. And I needed to run up onto the aircraft carrier deck. And I didn't actually know how to get around on an aircraft carrier or an aircraft carrier deck which I actually didn't realize until I started trying to do it. And then I was like, how do I get to the roof of the aircraft carrier? I asked yeah. the people, and they're like, you got to go out this door. And so I went out that door. That door did not go to the outside of the aircraft carrier. It went somewhere else deeper into the ship. And then like, I got lost partly in there and I have like a wetsuit on. So I'm like sweating and I have all my gear and like, there's people falling like kind of behind me and I didn't suspect anything, but I turned around and then I'm like, this is not the right door. How do I get to the roof of the of the aircraft carrier so I could get to the helicopter? And they're like, you got to take the next left. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I took the next left and finally I got out to the roof of the aircraft carrier. And I look out and there are no helicopters or aircraft of any kind on this uh, aircraft carrier. And I just look around and I'm like, what? And then I turn around to go back into the ship and all of my, all the guys are standing there just laughing at me uh, because they just, it was just a total joke. So that was how they got me pretty good my first, when I was new. But I mean, it's kind of good that you realized before you actually had to rescue someone, I have no idea how to get around the ship. <laughs> yeah, it was a good, it was a learning experience. And I also learned that like, okay, I knew I was going to be nervous. I knew I was going to be panicking, but I also knew that, okay, I've done, I've, I've done this before as a joke. So <laughs> I'm, I'm able to, you know, I'm still able to do my job, even though, even if somebody wakes me up in the middle of the night and is yelling at me, I can still yeah. do it. You still do it. Oh, one sec. Do you got some uh do you got some ping pong going down going on down there? Uh yeah. Very so nice. The ping pong table. Woo! Your yeah. desk is a ping pong table. That is pretty awesome. Uh-huh. It's 
My dad is the designer, so, and he does work for a lady. She, she has her own business, so we take, like, pictures of her products. So we have, like, a little studio set up here, so we can't really play ping pong. But, gotcha. yeah. But you can uh, use it as a desk. Yeah, ping pong desk. <laughs> uh, um, what's something you want your students to know about you? Ooh, to know about me. I think the big thing is that I'm not a very good font of knowledge. So whenever we have problems that we need to solve um, or whatever, I don't usually just know what the answer is. I usually have to solve it the same way that you are solving it. Mm -hmm. And if I solve it differently, it's just because that I've put in a lot of practice. And so that I, sometimes I, I spot shortcuts or I, or I just kind of am able to choose a different method that work that, that is the most efficient. Um, mm -hmm. but otherwise, um, for the rest of your life, all of your math teachers and pretty much all of your teachers in general are kind of doing stuff the same way that you guys are doing stuff. We don't actually mm -hmm. have any special tricks or anything. Yeah. Just practice. Practice makes perfect. That's right. That's right. Uh, um, what was your favorite music, movie, book, hobby, you know, whatever, when you were in middle school? Oh, man, that's an easy one. I was a huge reader, and um, and I was super into Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. It was really cool because I was growing up when Harry – I grew up, like, with Harry Potter. So yeah. I was, like, waiting for the books to be released. So I remember – I'm pretty sure I was in middle school or maybe sixth grade um, when the fourth book came out. I remember it because, obviously, I was so excited. I knew the day that it was coming out. And it wasn't like nowadays where you can like look up online, like, when is this book coming out? It was just like, I don't know how I knew, um, but um, Amazon was still fairly new at this point. Mm. And Amazon was only books at this point. They only sold books. What? And yeah, that's that's how Amazon started is they I were only Yeah. Amazon started as just an online bookstore. They only sold books. Now they sell everything. But originally, mm -hmm. they just sold books. Um, and I remember my my mom, she ordered me the fourth Harry Potter book on Amazon. And it got delivered on the day that it came out. And it was like magic. It was like magical. Like Harry I, Potter. I like the, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like an owl showed up on my doorstep. Yeah. With this with this package and I was like, oh, and I was like, I got it and I opened it up. Boom. The fourth Harry Potter book. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. Oh. And then boom, just started reading it right there. It was amazing. And it was crazy because now she's very, my mom is very, very like scared of ordering anything online because she thinks everybody's going to steal her credit card information. So mm -hmm. now she's kind of like an old lady and she doesn't like using her check card or her credit card because she thinks everybody's trying to steal 
her uh, card numbers. So yeah, but she was on the cutting edge back in the day. She was ordering mm -hmm. off Amazon before it was. Oh cool. yeah. So. <laughs> oh. Um, are there any stories you would like to share about middle school or just school? Hmm. School. I think, I think I got most of my good middle school stories out. Mm -hmm. The punk one was good. I think <laughs> so. I think so. Do you have good middle school stories yet, or are you waiting till you're done and then look back and see? Still kind of waiting. The only good one I really have is like, um, I got Annie in the play, and That's I was, I was like, say. "Yeah." <laughs> you had a I, really big sixth grade year. Yeah, it was really it was really fun because I was a part of that community, and I was, I I guess I had something to do because I didn't really have a big hobby. I wasn't like, I didn't really have a sport that I played. I didn't really have something in specific that I do, that I did. Um, so yeah, that was really big. And then I remember like me and my sister, we were both Maggie. She was, she had my script from her choir teacher. We were just jumping up and down and screaming. Cause I was worried I wasn't going to get in, you know, Ooh. to like the ensemble. But then, you know, that happened. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. That's a big sixth grade year. That was similar mm -hmm. to me, I guess. Like we yeah. both did pretty big shows. Hansel. Um, like Annie. around sixth grade year. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Hopefully you can keep it rolling because I know the high school the high school shows are really, really good. Have you been mm -hmm. to any of the high school shows? Uh I went to Frozen when they did Frozen. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, Arendelle did that. I saw Clue. Um, Mounds View. It was over Zoom this year, but it was it was really impressive, especially oh, wow. considering COVID. You know, how did they do that? Like, well, they were they they did a live performance, and but they all had masks, so you know it was like Miss Peacock, Miss Scarlet. You know, so they all had their color masks that matched their outfits. Okay. And the set, the set was amazing. It was like two levels and it each had like labeled room like the billiard room the dining room the kitchen you know where everything kind of takes place so were they all on camera at the same time sort of yeah oh. well i mean it was it depend it depended on which scene because if there if it was going to be a while in one room then they would zoom in but okay. mostly you could see everybody and it was actually really interesting was it two levels yeah and students wow. both it it was crazy. Ooh, that is crazy. That's a really cool set. Yeah. I can't believe. Yeah. When I was in when I was in high school, we built the sets also, but we were mm -hmm. kind of garbage at building the sets. <laughs> so I wouldn't. We built some stairs, and I would not. I would barely trust those stairs to handle anybody's weight, let alone a two level, a two level thing. That's yeah. Pretty, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. They must got some skills. Skills. Stage crew skills. Yeah. Stage crew skills. We always had good stage crews and yeah. We had good stage crew at here. And mm -hmm. and I haven't seen any Irondale shows, but apparently Irondale's amazing. Mm -hmm. And Mountsview's amazing. So really good yeah. stage crew. We got lucky. Yeah, for sure. Um 
Finally, what is your favorite school lunch? So now at Highview and when you mm. were in middle school. Huh. Let's see here. Let's see here. So I guess when I was in middle school, we called it, we called it Italian dunkers. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, but I don't think we call them Italian, Italian dunkers here. I think we just call them cheesy bread with sauce or something. I don't know. It's but, better. But, you know, French bread with the cheese on top, with the spaghetti sauce on the side. Mm -hmm. mm, dunk that. Delicious. Wonderful. Just super good. Yeah. Um, and then I guess here at Highview, those got really good salads. Mm -hmm. I actually haven't eaten lunch at Highview in a long time because um, I usually bring my lunch, but also I forgot my pin a long time ago. Ooh. And it's one of those things that I've forgotten it for so long that at this point I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> you know, like it's just like, ugh, I'll just. I'll just go on for the rest of my life and I'll just be It's too embarrassing. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you don't want to be the guy that stops with the line because the lady's looking through the thing. Oh, do they still have to do that? Well, not this year. Not this okay. year. Well, not this year. Right? Because you don't even do you don't have to put in your number at all, right? This year. No, it's it's free. It's just just free straight we up. Extra, yeah, we got extra funding, I think. Nice, nice. That's really good. Nice. That's good. Mm -hmm. And they're getting, they're doing those like food things where anybody can pick up like a bag of food at Moundsview. Yes, yes. And it's that's like, good too. Yeah, it's, we get that. It's good, good quality lunch food, actually. That's good. Why would you turn it down? Exactly. Yeah. And they just yes. throw it away. So, exactly. Yeah, I remember people were like, people were like afraid to grab it. I saw them. And they were like, is it free? They were like, they were like suspicious. They were like, I don't know. And I was like, no, just take it. Just take it. It's free oh. food. Just take it. We want everybody to eat. Yes, eat. Everybody's, we got plenty of food. Don't got to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Thank you so much for letting me interview you. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for calling on me. Uh, yeah. Let me know if you need a guest another time. Yes. I will hop in. Yes. Do you have a backup in case do you have a backup student to be you in case you're ever, you know, sick or you say you go on vacation for two weeks? Who's going to carry on the Hawk Talk, you know? Well, you thought about it? I, I don't know. There's this I won't say her name. There's this one girl. She emailed me and she asked if there's anything she could do to help. Ooh. And I was like thinking for a while and I'm just like, I kind of there's not there's kind of my own thought process, but she's probably, if I was just gone for a couple weeks or something, I would probably, you know, send her the documents and stuff. And then, you know, um, she could take over for a week, but I usually have like a couple episodes ready before Good. they premiere. So I interviewed someone else today and I have an episode ready to release tomorrow. Good, good. All right. Very nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, you have a good night. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.